Hi, I'm Antonio Centeno, and you're listening to the Personal Image System Podcast. Welcome to the Personal Image System Podcast. I'm Antonio Centeno, your host and the founder of Real Men Real Style. In this show, my goal is to help you learn to leverage the science of style to create your command presence. This is a personal image that sends the signal of competence and trust and will help increase your earning power and attraction levels. All show notes can be found at realmenrealstyle.com along with hundreds of videos, articles, and infographics. All right, so episode 53, and you can find the show notes over at realmenrealstyle.com forward slash episode 53. But today we're gonna talk about Habits of Stylish Men. Now, I'm a big fan, if you haven't figured it out, about systems, about habits, rituals, whatever you want to call them. And it's there are so many buzzwords out there, it's kind of hard to track them all. For me, it is something that you do without thinking. It's an effortless set of actions that you take, similar, kind of like brushing your teeth. Kind of like uh, the way that you get dressed. Have you ever thought about actually which arm uh, or how you put a shirt on? You actually, that's a habit. Um, whether you put your your head, you know, it over your head first, you put maybe one arm in, you put the left arm or the right arm, all of this is a habit. And unless you actually stop and think about it, you probably aren't ever going to change that. And there are some things like putting on a shirt that probably the habit doesn't make that much of a difference. You're putting on the shirt and whether you put the head on, you know, around your, the neck on, on your head first, or you put the arm first, that probably doesn't matter. But let's go back to the other one, brushing your teeth. If you actually didn't have a habit of brushing your teeth, which believe it or not, many people around the world do not have this habit, uh, or maybe they only brush once or they brush only when they need to every other day. Well, they run into a lot of problems with with, with their teeth. Uh, another habit, and this is actually going, you know, this one is a little bit more, of, maybe it's more of a system because you don't do it enough that you have to think about it. But I know I set up a system is going to the dentist at least every six months, sometimes a little bit sooner, especially as I've now gone past the age of 40. Why? Because no one tells you this, but as you get older, your teeth become more susceptible to gum disease, to a gingivitis. Uh, technically, gingivitis, then it goes to gum disease because I know I got gum disease and I was blown away. It's one of those things I always make sure my kids go to the dentist every six months. My wife, I push her to go, but you know, it's like the cobbler, his kids, you know, he doesn't have very nice shoes because I didn't really take care of myself and I went a year before going to the dentist, just got busy, forgot about it. End up going in there expecting my normal things to happen, but boom, I fell out of that six month habit and all of a sudden I fell right into the early stages of gum disease. And my dentist is, uh, hey, yeah, we gotta go through, it ended up costing me quite a bit of money to go through all the treatments. Now I am, you know, and I'll probably will actually do an entire video on this because it's something no one ever talks about, but it's like, holy cow, like, you know, this stuff is, these things are important. So I also put push systems on a number of other things. And that's what this, this podcast is all about. I'm about to say video. As you guys know, I've got a video channel over at realmenrealstyle.com. If you go to YouTube or just type in YouTube, Real Men Real Style, you'll see we've got over 700 videos and like 80 million views, uh, 
million subscribers. It's a lot of fun over there. But if you're listening to this podcast, you know that I like to put this stuff together because I can talk about things a little bit longer. I can rant or I can go on, uh, you know, on a, on a tangent note and you guys, I don't think matter or does it, you don't mind as much. So style habit number one, let go of worn out favorites. So You've probably got a pair of jeans, you maybe got a shirt, you've got a hoodie, you've got a pair of shoes, and you have just loved those into the ground, and they look it. You need to let them go and get a new pair. I know they still have not fallen, those shoes have not fallen off your feet. Those jeans, you know, just one one leg is all frayed up, and probably if you just, you know, you could you could bring them back from the dead. It's probably not worth it. What I would recommend though is, and this is probably the next habit I'll go ahead, is when you buy something that you love, like you try that that navy shirt, button-down shirt on. If anyone knows me in navy button-down shirts, you know I love those things. Uh, why not buy two? Especially if it's on sale. It's a great deal. Get two of them and make it part of your uniform. The same, you get that great fitted, great looking pair of dark colored jeans and they're on sale 50% off. Well, guess what? Get two of the same exact ones because then you can rotate them through your wardrobe. I think, what is the Will Smith movie? Maybe it's like uh, iRobot or something in which he pulls out a pair of shoes and he's got like 50 of these shoes and he just realized, hey, my feet aren't growing. I love these shoes. He ended up buying just 50 pairs. That way he never has to look for them again. And he just every six months or every, uh, you know, six months, he just rotates through a new pair. And uh, that's one way to go about it. Uh, so another thing that you want to pay attention to and you want to have a great habit is a grooming routine. So daily, you want to have a skincare routine. You guys know I love Tish Hanley and what Aaron Marino, Rob, um, Kelly, what those guys have built up and the chemists, those guys, I've been to the lab. I've seen their stuff. It is a great deal. Probably I used it this morning, some of the best uh, skincare available. But think of your overall grooming routine. Do you have a time every week in which you go through and you actually examine your body? A lot of guys don't think to do this. And I'm talking about, you know, from a testicular, you know, examining your own balls. Yes, I'm going to say it to looking at your body and looking, Hey, do I have any new moles that have formed? Especially if you, you know, were out in the sun a lot when you were younger, uh, just looking at your body in general, looking at the changes, seeing, okay, is this normal? Is this something that I maybe would need to see a doctor about going through and taking care of your nails, uh, not waiting for your nails to be too long, but just having a time at least once. I know some people like to do it twice a week. You go through and you trim your nails and you go through and you file them out. Other little things that you're going to want to pay attention to on your grooming, perhaps you get calluses in on your feet. You're going to want to, you know, smooth them out or cut those off. Uh, you'll also want to pay attention to perhaps the hair in and around your eyebrows. Uh, you can go through and just trim those. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fan of plucking my eyebrows unless you've got the crazy unibrow. Then in that case, I get it because sometimes unibrows just make you look like you're frowning all the time. Uh, but I go through and I'm looking at cleaning out my nose hair once a week. Again, it's staying on top of this stuff, not reacting to it. So next up on the habits is understanding and not being afraid to 
every once in a while, break the rules. Understand why they're there. Rules are usually especially style rules. I come up with a lot of these myself. It's funny. When you start creating content, you just start putting things out and people view you as an authority on these rules. For me, I put them there as general guidance because a lot of men, when they're just starting off, they want to be able to make sense of this world. It's kind of like when you're building a house. They want frames. They want rooms. They want structure. So I try to give it to them. But when you realize that, okay, wow, I can do anything I want with this house, including knocking down walls and building, you know, rooms or even leaving the house and creating, you know, living, living outside of it, all of that is possible. But I do recommend that you get into a habit of occasionally, you know, breaking a rule, having fun with it. Next up. And I, I talked about this was, um, actually, no, I didn't get into this one is make sure as you're building out the core wardrobe and the core wardrobe I talk about, and these are the items that you have that you look anything that you're going to buy. It should be a habit. You should ask, is it interchangeable? Is it something that I can wear with other items in my wardrobe? I really push the idea of making purchases that are interchangeable because it ends up saving you money. When you buy a shirt that's going to match three of your jackets, three of your pairs of trousers, and three of your your shoes, you know that you're going to be able to get your money's worth out of this shirt. Uh, But if you end up buying a pair of trousers that, gosh, they really only go with one shirt, uh, none of your jackets, and in fact, you have to go buy some more, all of a sudden you find that you're just not going to wear them very often, and they're going to fall to the back of your wardrobe. They're, maybe they draw a little bit too much attention to themselves, a little bit too bright. Although I do, getting back to you know breaking a style rule, hey, you bring in a pair of red chinos, bring in a pair of bright blue chinos. Nothing wrong with that, but just look about, think about where it's going to be able to fit in your wardrobe. So you can still go a little bit, I would say, edgy, but you want to make sure it's something that's going to work in your wardrobe. Next up, know your measurements. Why do you want to know your measurements? Because whenever you're shopping online, whenever you're going in and you're having maybe somebody purchase something for you, but for me, it's like when I'm shopping online, I like to know my complete, all my skin measurements and I like to ask them and to be able to look at the, you know, if I'm looking online, because if you see medium, small, large, understand that that there's not a standard across the board here. So if you're not actually looking at your true skin measurements and being able to look at the measurements of the shirt or what they say it should fit, that you're really taking a big chance. You're going to have a higher percentage of returns. Uh, another thing I like is actually to know the measurements of my best fitted shirt. So I've laid out my best fitted shirt. I've measured the shoulders, the the arm uh, sleeve length, uh, maybe the chest and the torso, and even the length of the shirt, uh, also the neck. All of this enables me, whenever I go to purchase something, I can simply ask the person at the front desk, hey, can I borrow your tape measure, which they usually have one, and then I can just go look at the shirt that says it's a medium, and I can lay it right out and say, okay, you know, measure it across the chest. I like something that's going to have about 21 inches across the chest, which double it to 42 inches. So if it's not that, if it's like 44 inches, I know this is going to be probably too large on me and I would have to have it adjusted. I don't even need to go in and try to, to, to get the fit here. So all of a sudden I've saved myself some time, saved myself some effort just simply by having that habit that I know my measurements. Now, another one is be careful of workout clothing and falling to the habit of wearing it everywhere. I see this all all over the place. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm against the, uh, the trend with yoga pants being everywhere, you know, God bless, uh, Well, guys, I'm not going to go into that too much, but let's just say that uh, I don't think too many men are against that uh, when it comes with the uh, with the ladies. But for a lot of guys, 
especially those of us that say, I, you don't care about your gym clothes. So you wear that raggedy torn up t-shirt. You wear those raggedy old shorts that you've had for 10 years with those beat up, really bad looking shoes. Okay, I'm not going to argue that you need to to wear anything else besides that to the gym, but I am going to say outside of the gym, you know, just think about how you're presenting yourself. You are a high-level consultant and you live in a town in which you could run into people and if you, that's what you wear on the weekends, here's the deal is whenever somebody you know is with another potential client, they introduce you you know, that person has nothing to judge you off of except, okay, you got a warm introduction, but gosh, this person does not look like what I expected a consultant to look like. Um, so my point is workout clothing, it's for working out after you're done, get into the habit of changing into clothing. that's going to be much more presentable. So I was kind of alleviating or getting to this, but make sure that your casual clothing, they don't fall into the habit of your casual clothing being sloppy or ill-fitted or not stylish. Casual does not mean not stylish. Casual just simply means it's going to be comfortable. It's going to be more laid back. It's technically not formal. Now, a lot of guys, because they're not familiar with wearing actually stylish clothing, they somehow perceive it all as being very uncomfortable. That's, that's nothing could be further from the truth. I would say on a hot day wearing a well-fitted, great-looking linen shirt with a pair of tropical weight wool trousers with a nice pair of perforated leather or maybe, you know, some type of, um, you know, there's a number of dress shoes out there that have little holes in them. Uh, I've got a pair that we just picked up in Ukraine and these things look great. They, they're more comfortable to me than actually sandals. They've got a lot of grip on them and you look so much more stylish than if you're just wearing a pair of, you know, baggy cargo shorts that are made from a very heavyweight uh, cotton, by the way, and then just wearing a loud t-shirt that has, you know, some saying on it or something that you got for free whenever somebody was handing them out because you signed up for a credit card. Now, <laughs> and because I know I used to wear that type of clothing and nothing, you know, again, I teach you guys this information not to judge other people, but so that you can control the message and that you can use clothing to get what you want out of life. Next up, fall into the habit of using color effectively. Understand that color, have you ever looked out and seen a bird? And how can you spot the bird in the trees? One, probably the movement, but the other one is usually the color, especially if it's a male. Why do male birds have such a wide variety of bright colors from peacocks to a robin? to the red-winged blackbird. When I went to college in Iowa, I actually studied ornithology. So I remember seeing the red-winged blackbird and I always thought it was very interesting because the female, she is brown. She's hard to spot, but those, those males, it's that bright patch of red right, right on the, the wing. And I remember uh, that, that one in particular, Robin's the same, that big bright orange right on the chest. What's it there for? To draw attention, to bring the eye, to capture in a crowded space the attention of those it wants to. So think about that with color. You can do that with from your necktie to your pocket square on the accessories to if your shirt, you're going out to a club, you want to be able to draw attention. Now you want to be careful. You don't want to do it, overdo it. You won't, don't want to come off as a clown and you don't want to also make yourself a target. Uh, so pay attention to the fit, which is another habit in there. Uh, but really, 
Use color as a spice. Use it to grab attention when needed. Now, I talked about fit. You should fall into the habit of everything you own should be adjusted to fit you if it doesn't fit you great when you buy it off the rack. The other habit, I would say, is find the brands that really work for you. And it's worth spending a bit extra, 20% more, to get the brand that fits you right off the rack or at least is really close than to save that money and say, oh, well, I'll take this to get it adjusted. But the thing with getting clothing adjusted is sometimes, if it, especially if it's too much, it can throw off the proportions. It also increases likelihood. Who knows? If you may be trying a new seamstress, taking it to someone that they outsource it to and they end up ruining it, they end up losing it. I really like to be able to find particular brands that work for me. I know uh, when it comes to shirts, Ministry of Supply, their Slim Fit works really well for me. I've been wearing their stuff. Um, who is Suit Supply, uh, their shirts, especially what is, they've got particular sizes that just work for me. So you want to find brands that suit you well and stick with them. So the final habit that I'm going to get into, into today is don't be afraid to take and to compliment others just Throw them out there. Be very free with your compliments. Whether and, and practice, it's something that you know when you when you can. It's very easy to compliment a beautiful woman, especially if you're a single guy. But seeing other well dressed men, you know, or or friends of people at work, or maybe a woman that you're not interested in at all that's twenty years your senior, but who is just simply well put together. Practice giving out compliments because when you're someone that just you just freely give out compliments. They find a way to come back to you. And even if that person's just reacting with a compliment right back at you, it makes you feel great. And here's another thing is that when people see you being nice and complimenting and interacting with others, it makes them feel good too. So instantly they like you more. Do you see how all this goes, especially in a smaller environment, perhaps a work environment, perhaps one that which, you know, people just see that the way you are with others, they instantly like you more because you are a likable person. Really pretty simple, huh guys? So if you want more, I want you to go check out realmenrealstyle.com forward slash episode 53. Now, in the show notes and everything, I'm going to go over more style habits and the video, which will link over to the video, will link to the original article. I think I had 20 in the original article. I had 10 different ones in the actual video. So here on the podcast, you know, I went on, uh, hopefully you enjoyed some of my stories. I always like throwing out, uh, but I didn't even get into talking about uh, justifying the cost of clothing using the style theory of value, which is one of my uh, things that I well, I can't say, yeah, actually I did create, maybe I did actually put a little bit of time and effort into trying to come up with some new ideas here in the men's style industry, but clothing maintenance, I didn't really talk about the habits there, but those are important. Knowing your barber, knowing your tailor's name, all of these to me are important style habits of well-dressed men because what we do unconsciously on a day-to-day -day basis is really what builds us into that well-dressed man who we know ourselves to be. Thank you for listening to the Personal Image System Podcast. If you would like more information on men's style, business communication, and grooming, go check out realmenrealstyle.com. There, you're going to find my free eBooks and our premium courses to help you take action on the information that will improve your life. I'm Antonio Centeno, and until next time, stay stylish.